0: Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. Alright, I need a stay. Oh, thanks. You, you do got me. Thanks, Christian. a good Sunday. I've been uh, hanging out with a few people at church, and I've been hearing all kinds on the whole missions topic. I just can't leave it for a second. I've been hearing all kinds of testimonies. I don't know if you guys know all the amazing people sitting next to you all the time. I've just been hearing wild stuff. from. You guys know one of the worship leaders was born deaf? No? You didn't? He, he was born deaf, completely deaf. And then his mom's on a bus, and this lady's like sitting there. It was Andrew, by the way. So you go up and say hi to him. He'll respond to you because he hears you. He, um, anyways, he was on the bus as a baby, and, and this lady says to his mom, she says, uh, she says, there's something wrong with your son. She says, yeah, he's deaf. And this lady says, God's going to heal your son. And she's like, okay, thanks, you know. They're like nice Baptist people. And, um, and a little time goes by, and sure enough, he's at the hospital. They're doing something. He starts to do something he wasn't able to do. They recognize there's something different. They do tests, and he had gotten his hearing back. Isn't that amazing? It gets better. It, it gets even better. And then that lady who was on the bus walks by their house later, and his mom says, oh, my gosh, you know, like, my son, you know, he's, he's better. And the lady said, I, I told you. God is going to hear your son. He says, you got you to gotta meet my husband. She, she starts yelling for her husband. And when she looks back, goes back out, uh, the lady was gone. Just disappeared. Um, isn't that fun? Ooh. A little, little angelic or something. It's fun. Anyways, he was born deaf. I, I, was, um, I was hanging out uh, with Ryan Murray. I don't think they're here today. Are they not here? They're in Mexico. Oh, yeah, they're on a mission. Check that out. And I was talking to him, and we were we were talking about all kinds of things that the church might be able to do uh, coming in the future and inviting some people from the church to do fun trips or whatnot. And we were just talking about random things. And he says, you know, yeah, I know this one guy. And uh, he tells me, this is just one of the stories. He goes, yeah, this one guy, you know, uh, he was the king of this tribe in uh, Africa, and he was born blind. And I said, okay. And he says, yeah, and then... Uh, in their tribe, if someone touches the king, the king, is he opens himself up to losing his throne. And then the other tribal people can like challenge him kind of a thing. And so he is born blind, and this guy was preaching the gospel to him. And then the guy says, you know, let me lay hands on you. Jesus wants to heal you kind of a thing. And, and he was challenged because then he'd be giving up his his throne, you know. So then he believes in Jesus, though, so he says, go for it. So he lays hands on him, and his eyesight comes. He, gets, he was born blind, so it didn't just come back. It was created, I guess. I mean, he got eyesight at that moment. And then there were um, the tribe decided, no, we don't want to take your kingship, you know. And he said, take it anyways. I'm going to be a missionary. I'm going to be a pastor. And it is like, so anyways, his son, uh, anyways, he's telling me he knows his son, all kinds of stuff. I was like, that's a fun story, you know. Oh, man. Um, you guys know the, the Ellis's over there? yeah you guys know that they've done some wild stuff. I was talking to Karen i and I kind of shared it. I kind of don't talk about people, but sometimes I'm just like, there's people you know, but she was telling me these stories, these wild stories about missions and and then they would she would be smugg- she had like Bibles smuggling them. you guys know being double o seven for God is really fun when the when when the laws of man come against the laws of God and the commands of God, he always choose God. You know that's fun anyways she had. Bibles and she wasn't supposed to be bringing them in. And so then she'd put clothing that, you know, was more private on top so that when the Chinese soldiers would open it up, they'd go, ooh, you know, and they'd, they'd shut it and they wouldn't keep looking. And she would uh, <laughs> smuggle in Bibles. Isn't that fun? <laughs> oh, wild Christians. <laughs> Anyways, I was just really, I've been just so happy thinking about, um, there's so many more. I literally could spend 30 minutes talking about testimonies. Um, wow, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in this church. Lord, I thank you that you're stretching forth your hand to heal, that signs and wonders are happening all around us. Lord, we thank you for the provision that you're bringing to every individual in this church. Lord, we thank you for the revelation of your gospel, of a people who know they're set free from sin, from darkness. Lord, we thank you for a people that are giving into the community and just opening up their hearts to their families and non-believers and we'll call them future believers and opening up their hearts to just neighbors and loving their neighbor. Lord, I thank you for a church that loves, loves their neighbor. Lord, I pray for your hand to be so heavy. I pray for your presence to be felt. I pray that you move a mighty wind in this church. I pray that your angels would be coming and activating your people to do wild, wild things in these days. God, I thank you that you're going to blow our minds to new things, and we give you praise in advance. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you in advance of everything that you're going to keep doing, God. You're so amazing. You're so good. You're so powerful. You're so real. This isn't a dead religion. Lord, I thank you that you're the living God. We love you, Jesus. Amen. On my, uh, on my face or my Instagram. I don't have a Facebook anymore. On my Instagram, I just re-downloaded the app. Ooh. Anyways, um, I figured, you know, all right, it's time. I just, I, I kind of put it to the side for about a year, and and I used to preach on it a lot, but I just, I don't know. There's something came over me before I felt for the last year I was gonna just. Go in my rocking chair, I guess you know, or just hang out with my family, or be here and give my presence to this church. Um, but something came over me, and I just felt like it's time to kind of preach on social media. So this last week, I did a little nugget thing on tongues, but I felt like for this service, I was I was praying, and I felt like going a little bit deeper. And I felt like it's really good for the church just to be theologically aware of the weird things that sometimes we do. <laughs> you guys know tongues can be weird right is it just me dude i do it every day and i think it's weird sometimes i mean to me no it's more normal now but it's it goes against the rational mind just saying yabba dabba do all day and god's doing wild things it's really real and it's really powerful and um so i've been studying it quite a bit lately um I've studied it for a while, obviously, but I just feel like lately I've been re-diving into it, and I just feel like there's a few nuggets that I want to release to you to empower you in it. For those that don't know about it, maybe you can know a little bit about it. For those of you that have never spoken in tongues, maybe, maybe your heart opens up a little bit to the wild things that God does, and um, so I'm excited about that. You guys ready? Yeah? Strap in. Pastor Jesse says, strap in. Woo! you know, if it wasn't for real life experiences of tongues, I got to admit, I think I would still question whether or not it was real, what I was doing. I know. Of, oh, did that go out? I know of stories. Um, I was talking to Jay. Y'all know Jay. Woo! Jay told me the story. We were eating lunch the other week and then he told, he was reading a book. And in this book, it was uh, about Chuck Smith's wife. Yeah. If I butcher it, go up to Jay afterwards. He could correct me. Anyways. Um, someone in the church started speaking in tongues someone else it was it was actually Chuck Smith's wife yeah starts speaking in tongues publicly in front of the whole church Chuck Smith how how crazy is that that's crazy Um, his wife starts speaking in tongues for the whole church and a lady or somebody on the other side starts interpreting it and there happened to be another lady in the room was she saved she was not saved and she was in the room who was listening to the tongue and listening to the interpretation and knew that the tongue was like an ancient form of French. She's like a scholar kind of a person. She knew that the tongue was an ancient form of French. (laughs) And she also knew that the interpretation was right on. She became a Christian. Yeah? <laughs> You'd expect such. Isn't <laughs> that fun? Yeah. Oh, man. I probably, I've already told this to the church, but I told my uh, father in law yesterday we were, and my daughter's uh, birthday was yesterday. She just turned eight. She's so cute. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for my wife, we'd probably do nothing. I'm really bad with stuff. You know, my wife's like, on tie, come out, there's balloons. It's all nice. I'm, I'm like, that is not my gift. Thank you, Jesus my wonderful wife she had a donut with a candle just to start the day let alone a cake later so anyways we're at the we're at the trampoline place you know get all their energy out get the kids jumping and we just chill and i was talking to her father my father-in-law um and uh, we were talking politics because that's that's what he likes to do you know and and um and he mentions the Supreme Court stuff, and I said, you know, and he goes, oh, that Amy Coney Barrett lady, and I said, oh, you know she's a charismatic Catholic? I go, like, she speaks in tongues and everything. And I just thought it was a cool little side note, you know, like, <laughs> that's what I'm interested in, you know? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, oh, really? He goes, I don't, Catholics do that? I go, yeah, there's Catholics that do that, yeah. And then he goes, he looks at me and he goes, "Is my father-in-law, he goes, do you guys speak in tongues? <laughs> he, like, asks it, like, all, like... <laughs> he, like... As if some, like, little five-year-old was going to hop by or something. Y- you know, you guys speak in tongues? I go, oh, yeah. I go, all the kids do. Melissa, me. We all do. He's looking at me. He's, oh, you know. And I told him, I was like, yeah, one time I talked to this guy in Chinese. And uh, and I told him the story about Chun Kun, which many of you have already heard. And, um... And, and I, told him, I told him the whole thing and how, how I was talking to Chung Kun in tongues. And he's saying, yes, yes, yes. Next thing you know, he tells me everything I was saying. And then he realizes I wasn't speaking in English. I said, Chung Kun, do you realize I'm not talking in English right now? He looked at me, looked away, He looked at me, looked away. He stood up and walked away from me. I thought, that was crazy. Two days later, he gets baptized and saved. He says, I want to give my life to Jesus. And uh, I was telling him to him. My father and that. He's like, Wow, you know, he didn't know what to talk about after that. I think he, he tried to go back into politics, but it was difficult. Um, and then he ended up just going and hanging out with Melissa. So um. <laughs> anyways, isn't that fun? It's some real stuff. It's some real stuff. <laughs> it's real. It might sound like you have a doubt. You know, it could be be heavenly languages, but you know it could also... I'm sorry, it could be earthly languages, but you know it could also be heavenly languages. Tongues of angels and tongues of men? How weird is that? Not just tongues of men. It could be old tongues that aren't even spoken anymore. Shoot, it could be like a dream, and it could just be some whatever tongue, but it's like a dream. And God's going to... It's not even a tongue, a known tongue at all. You guys know there's a Bible story about that? I see blank faces. The book of Daniel. You guys know the book of Daniel? The king is standing in the room. Next thing you know, a hand pops out of nowhere. Talk about creepy. <laughs> and it starts writing on the wall. And it writes three words on the wall. And this is, this, is the, this is the kingdom that's ruling the world at the time. Okay? They got all the smartest people on the whole planet chilling in that room. Okay? <laughs> And he says, what does this say? And all of them are like, I don't know. All the languages of the known world, they scatter the world to find out whatever the king needs to know. No one can say what it says on the wall. Obviously, the king's not going to let it go because a hand appeared out of nowhere and wrote it on the wall. So it's not going to be like, oh, no one knows? Okay, it's just a spaghetti dream, you know, like, let's move on. No, a hand appeared out of nowhere and wrote on a wall. It sounds like a pretty big deal. Yeah? Anyways, he was tripping. Daniel comes, and he says, this is what it means, and he interprets it, much like you would a dream. And each word meant like a full-on sentence or more. And all of a sudden, he gives them a full-on prophetic word off of three words, isn't that fun? That happens sometimes in tongues. Anyways, so I want to talk about tongues, but to talk about tongues, this is going to be more of a, like a little mini Bible study because that's what we're doing. We're church, right? We get to do Bible stuff. You guys like the Bible? Who likes the Bible? I didn't look, so if you didn't raise your hand, I still love you. Okay. <laughs> okay, go to, the, go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 11. If you don't know where Genesis is, you got to open that book up more. Genesis. <laughs> it's the first book. It means beginning. Book of Genesis. A guy named Moses wrote the first five books. We call it the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Yeah? And Genesis is a story, you start with creation, it goes through the descendants of Adam, talks about the story about Noah. Noah's Ark, Sunday school, animals came two by two. Some of them came sevens. How weird is that? We don't talk about that in Sunday school. I don't know why. Some animals were sevens. They put the animals on the ark. A flood comes because man's wickedness. Their thoughts were wickedness continually, yeah? Okay. So God floods the earth, talks about the descendants of Noah. It goes on... And then man reverts back to the ways before the flood. And you know what they do? They all come together. This is chapter 11 of Genesis. They come together in a plane. They all speak one language. Say one language. And they decide to do something. Here we go. This is chapter 11, verse 1. Now the whole earth spoke one language and used the same words. And as people journeyed eastward, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they settled there. They said to one another, come, let us make bricks and fire them thoroughly. Say fire. Fire. (laughs) So they used brick for stone, and they used tar for mortar. And they said, come, let us build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens. Say into the heavens. (laughs) And let us make a Name for ourselves that we will not be scattered and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth. My, this Bible is the Amplified Bible. It has a little bracket. says, as the Lord instructed. Verse five. Now the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the Son of Men have built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one, unified people. And they all have the same language. This is only the beginning of what they will do. In brackets, it says, in rebellion against me. And now, no evil thing they imagine they can do will be impossible for them. Come, let us, parentheses says, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go down there, confuse and mix up their language so that they will not understand each other's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad over the, over the surface of the entire earth, and they stopped building the city. Therefore, the name of the city was Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the entire earth. Babel is a word that com- it means like confusion, confusing speech. Because he confused the language of the entire earth. And from that place, the Lord scattered and dispersed them over the surface of all the earth. Isn't this interesting? Okay, let's keep going now. Now they know the Bible. So there's people. They were all together. All of humanity actually had one language. But in their union, they decided that they would reach to the heights of heaven by their own fire. By their own strength, in their own ability, they would reach to the heights of heaven. God says, no, 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 no. Because that's the start of a lot of bad stuff. You all can speak different languages, okay? And then the prophets go on. The prophets start talking about, ooh, it got quiet in here. People are thinking... The prophets start talking about this guy named Jesus, who's the Messiah, who would come. They prophesied when he would come, what he would do, what people would say about him, what they would do to him, who he would die with, how they would kill him. They prophesied about his family, what city he'd be born in, his childhood, what the cities would do around him when he was a kid. Oh, my gosh, how they, they would kill children around. The prophecies are crazy. you got to is read the Bible. And just goes off. His whole story written before the guy even comes, right? And another aspect of it, it talks about how because of, the, because of his death, that he would die for sinners, because of his sacrifice for us, that the iniquity of our sin will be placed upon him, that our sins and lawless deeds he'll remember no more. The Bible says that he would give us something, that he would write the law in our heart, that he'd give us a new heart and a new spirit. He put a new spirit in us. The Bible says that the spirit would come upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your sons shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Upon all flesh, I will pour out my spirit, the Lord says. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Why is he pouring out his spirit? Because there's a new people to pour out his spirit upon. Okay? This is like, we're going to just start here. To talk about tongues, you got to talk about this, okay? There is getting baptized in water. And then there's a thing, the Bible will call, when you look it up, you'll see all these kind of things. You'll see laying on of hands, anointed with oil, the sealing of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit coming upon somebody for a ministry. Okay? You guys following with me? I'm going to say one more thing, and then we're going to go right back into tongues. (laughs) There's this thing called anointing. Everybody say anointing. In the Old Testament... We could do a whole sermon on this. You probably need a whole week, maybe maybe a few sermons long to fully understand everything I'm about to say. But I'm going to give you some nuggets. Go home and study it. Be like the Bible calls them. These Bereans who would open their Bible and just be like, I got to check it all out for myself. Start flipping the pages. Okay? There was a thing called an anointing. And what anointings were, God would tell prophets to take oil and pour it on people. Yeah? The main, the main ones would be a priest, a prophet, or a king prince a prince a priest a prophet all starts with peace how fun is that for purpose for passion for power for presence <laughs> let's go okay anyways he'd pour it on people they would pour it on people and say you're a king you're a prophet you're a priest whatever you guys following with me and that anointing oil would be a sign of the holy spirit upon a person so they were all jews they were jews they had the sign of the covenant y'all know what the sign of their covenant was Okay, they had a sign of the covenant happen to men, usually little babies. Sign of the covenant, they were all Jews, but the Spirit would come upon people for a ministry. Say ministry. You guys following with me? Simple? Well, there's a guy who's the priest, the prophet, and the king. His name is? Jesus. And there's an anointing of the Messiah. That's greater than what came on David. That's greater than what came on Elijah. It's greater than what came on... Aaron, it's greater than what came on. Moses, his name is Jesus. He's the Messiah. And there's an anointing that comes upon him that's so powerful, it changes the whole world. You guys follow me? Jesus, at 30 years old, goes and gets dunked in the water by a guy named John. And what happens? The Spirit comes upon him. You hear the Father say, behold my Son in whom I am well pleased. It's the anointing that comes upon the Son. The Son. He already had the Spirit. The guy's born of the Spirit. But the Spirit came on him. It says right after that, it says that he went in power and started to do ministry. Say ministry. It says he came in power. Say power. Acts 1.8. After Jesus resurrects from the grave, he died for people to become children of God. We get to be adopted as sons. This is his his plan from the beginning. Read the book of Ephesians chapter one. His plan from the beginning that he wants to adopt everybody as sons. He wants a bunch of kids in the family to have the inheritance of God Almighty. That you would be as gods. Isn't that wild what I just said? What he is by nature, he lets you partake in Through grace. Okay. (laughs) Guys follow me. You you got some power in you. You might not fully know it. No, I mean some of you might know it. You're like, oh yes, I know. Some of us might be like, I don't know what's going on right now. Sometimes maybe it's somebody's first day at church. Welcome to church. (laughs) If this is a lot for you and you're like, wow, that's a lot of things, just just take a couple nuggets and just ask God. God, tell me about that. Maybe write some notes. Anyways, Jesus was born of the Spirit, but he had the Spirit come upon him for ministry. The disciples were breathed on by Jesus, and Jesus said, Receive the Holy Spirit when he resurrected. And yet they still had to wait for the Spirit to come upon them. Acts one eight says, The Spirit, when it comes upon you, you will receive power to be my witnesses. Say witness. witness. Hmm. In Jer- Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world. So we all know the story. This is in Acts chapter 2. If you want to go there, you can. Acts chapter 2. It's the fifth book of the New Testament. In this story, they're waiting for this promise of the Holy Spirit to come upon them. Okay? Wow. You guys love Jesus? There's some wild stuff that happens all around us, and we have no clue what's going on. In the invisible realm You guys know there's principalities, powers Mights and dominions Orders of angels Do we know that there's like Seraphim, cherubim, living creatures There's archangels There's, there's warring angels, healing angels Delivering angels, prophetic angels Worshipping angels Intercessory angels Do we know this stuff? This is How fun is this? I just say it to go There's a lot going on all around us That we don't really think about <laughs> Now back to tongues. So when the Spirit comes upon them, what does it say happens to them? Here we go. Let's go to chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had come. By the way, Pentecost is coming up pretty soon. It's the feast after Easter, after Passover. It's coming up. When When Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound came from heaven like a rushing violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, and they were being distributed among them, and they rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Let's stop there. These Christians, all, the, all of them, were hanging out. Supposedly Mary Jesus' mom is chilling in the room with them. How fun is that? They're all hanging out in there. They're all praying. The Spirit, the wind blows. <laughs> Yeah. tongues of fire rest on their head everybody say tongues of fire tongues of fire tongues, of fire. tongues in, 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 in Greek the word tongue no we say tongue we mean tongue like the tongue in my mouth in Greek the word it's, it's either tongue or it's language that's their word for language you guys following with me it's the language the tongue there's a language, the tongue of fire, of the spirit. It's whose tongue is it? That was an easy question, right? God's. Whose tongue is it? God's tongue comes and rests on them. In the old testament, guess so fun with me. This is a lot. In the old testament, the prophets would go and they would eat scrolls when they'd hang out with God. Is that weird? Yeah, it's weird. Anything's weird in the Bible, it's great. They go and they're eating scrolls and a message that God had for a people would go in them and become a part of them and they would go to the people and start to preach it. In the New Testament, there ain't no scroll eating. You just get the tongue to be a witness. Power to be a witness. To be his voice, his mouthpiece. The language of the Spirit, the tongue of fire, God's voice upon you. Upon who? Upon his children. The anointing of the Messiah upon you. Why? Because you're covered in the blood. You're a new creation. You're a partaker of the divine nature. And just as he is in heaven, so are you on this earth. And the same spirit that came upon Christ comes upon us. The same power that rose him from the dead yeah. dwells in us. And he comes to bring fire upon you to be his witness. We following? him. Okay, good. Well, in the book of Acts, there's four times, four times that this happens. If you want to take a note, we're not going to go there. I'm just going to tell you this. You go look it up. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, and Acts chapter 19. To the Jews, to the Samaritans, to the Gentiles, and to the disciples. That covers everybody. (laughs) The Spirit comes on them for all flesh. They all have a Pentecost moment. For us as Christians, we get Pentecost moments. You get baptized, and then you receive the Holy Spirit to come upon you as a seal. You receive the tongue. Whether or not you've spoken in tongues, if, if you've received the Holy Spirit, you've received the tongue of God. It's like this. Whether or not you've prayed for someone's healing, the healer lives in you. Whether or not you've prayed in tongues yet, the tongue of God is in you if you've received the Holy Spirit. is this simple? Therefore, in the Bible, it can say, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. It doesn't say, only know which ones you've got. And then once you get that revelation, only ask for an increase of those. It doesn't say anything like that. It says, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. He's talking about in church context. How fun is this? We're all called to earnestly desire. It, it, you know what he said right before that? He goes, is, is everybody speaking in tongues? Da, 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 that, that the way he's saying is literally no. Every Christian on the planet, there's a lot of people who are Christians, really Christians. Just because they don't speak in tongues doesn't mean they're not a Christian. Are we following? Yes. But it also doesn't mean if they didn't receive the Holy Spirit on their head that they can't speak in tongues. That, the, that is not there to pray for and engage, etc. just as much as they, maybe they haven't experienced healing, maybe they haven't experienced a miracle, maybe they've never prophesied over someone, maybe they've never gotten a word of wisdom or knowledge. Maybe they haven't been unctioned by faith to increase other people in faith, but the same one who's in them can do all of those things. Yes? Yes. Hmm. So I had to start with this. We started with the Tower of Babel. And then we were talking about a tongue. The first thing you need to understand is the gift of tongues is more than the yabba dabba do. I love the yabba dabba do, But the gift of tongues is way more. The gift of tongues is the tongue of God itself to be a witness for all humanity. You, we have to understand that first. We have to understand that it's tied to the anointing, the presence of Christ the Holy Spirit coming upon us for a ministry to be powerful witnesses, right? We have to understand that. We have to understand that the people, there's a tower of Babel where they, in their own efforts, tried to reach the heights of heaven, and God blew some wind, and he made the tower crumble. Out of their own fire, they baked their bricks But in the new time, and God separates them, they speak different languages. And God comes and he builds a new house, a new city, not built with man's hands. (laughs) You are the living stones put together a fitting place for God. A tower that does reach to the heavens. (laughs) It's in the heavens. Because the one who is in heaven came down for you to be seated with him in heavenly places. A wind that didn't come to destroy a tower, but a wind that came to build the tower. A fire not with man's hands to bake their own bricks, but the fire of God, which can cause you to do miracles, signs, and wonders. In their, in their bad unity, God caused division. In our brokenness and in our division, in our multiple tongues, God has brought unity in the Spirit. In, in Pentecost, there's Jews there from all over the world, and they all heard them in their different Tongues and they all got brought together in the one tongue of God. Tongues is a great unifier. It's the reverser of Babel. No matter if people are like, ew, tongues, that's weird. It's the great unifier. You never want to shame the tongue of God. You know who the Word of God is? His name is Jesus. <laughs> the tongue of God's a very cool thing. It's a really good thing. We all still here? we got five minutes left. I don't know how much we're going to be able to Maybe we'll do this another day. Listen, I want to say a couple more nuggets, and then you all go study your Bibles. When God wants to work in us, number one, we got to know, have we received the Holy Spirit? Well, are you a Christian? Start with that. Do you confess Jesus is Lord? If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, confess with your mouth. God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Yes? yes? Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me. Second, have you received the Spirit? The Bible says that if he's a good father and us being evil people, talking about humanity, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If you ask for some bread, he's going to give you a stone. If you're like, God, will you, will you give me the Holy Spirit and he gives you a snake? Is God going to give you a demon? No. You guys following me? That's, that's Jesus' story. So the next question would be, have I received? Receive it. It's that simple. Receiving it is grabbing it. Believe that you've received and you shall have what you ask for. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. It's available for all, every single one of us, and it's as simple as saying, it's mine. I take it. Because you deserve it. You know why you deserve it? Because the blood paid for it. He did all the heavy lifting, so he ain't sitting in heaven, you know, and he's got like a little checklist. He's like, I don't know, when you hit a certain amount of goodness, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, you know. He's looking at you, counting all the things you've done, telling it up. No! Jesus literally did all the heavy lifting by bearing a cross. That's some heavy lifting. Did it all. And he's just here with a bucket, and he's like, you want more of me? I want to give it to you. just receive. How fun is this? So that's what you got to know. You got to know you got it. Now, if you got it, you got the tongue of God. And if you got the tongue of God, just know that you've got the power to be his witness. Begin to ask God, say, God, would you just move in power through me, all around me, all around me. Tongues specifically now, the manifestation of it can happen in three main ways. Number one, evangelism. You guys know there's people in the church that preached to nations that they didn't know their language and nations got saved? Like, how is Christianity the biggest religion in the world? Some wild stuff has happened. I'm talking nations. Isn't that wild? Okay. Second is prophecy. Say prophecy. When we interpret tongues, there's prophecy because it's what God is saying. And the Bible says, ask God for interpretation. So when we're praying, you got to realize interpreting a tongue can be either a natural interpretation. Like one time I was in a car, and a guy was sitting next to me who doesn't speak in tongues, and we're praying for a church. And as I'm praying, the guy says, you speak in Arabic? And I said, no, I don't. And he says, you just spoke in Arabic. I said, wow, what I say? He said, you're asking God to open up a window in heaven and give him a God picture. And he goes, Micah, not just like a picture, a God picture. I said, wow, that's cool, man. I was like, I had no idea. I've never spoken in the air, I've never taken an Arabic lesson. I got no idea. And um, so that's natural tongues, natural interpretation. But then there's supernatural, just as if like a dream is interpreted. You might not know the language, but somehow you know what it means. Okay, so for those of us that do speak in tongues, ask God for interpretation. And then it's prophecy. The third thing is prayer, spiritual connection, intimacy. The Bible says that when you pray in tongues, your spirit is edified. Therefore, if you pray for interpretation, your mind can be edified too. But God wants you to be edified in your inner man. The Bible says that if you pray in the spirit, it'll build up your faith. Isn't that fun? It's really good for you to do. If you haven't spoken in tongues, I want to, and you want to, I want to pray for you today. Um, one more thing I want to say, and then we're going to end. I love that the gift, one of the, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control. But you know, there's nothing that can control the fire of God. Nothing can contain it. Nothing can quench it. Nothing can stop it. It's all consuming. <laughs> it's like leaven and bread. Some of you are like, leaven? What is leaven? Yeast? It's like leaven and bread, and it fills the whole. It doesn't, it's just gonna permeate the whole thing. The Spirit, his fire, he wants to come on us where it's uncontrollable, where you don't temper the flame. And maybe you just join along the ride and as the Bible says, fan into flame. Because you realize I ain't going to stop it anyways. I might as well join in and fan into it. Are you following? I feel like God wants his I think it's a word I get is like revival. I feel like for some of us in here, we need, an, we need the unquenchable, all-consuming fire of God on our lives, fresh. Yeah. Acts 2, they got filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 4, they're starting to get persecuted, and they're like, man, God, they want to do this and this and this, and Lord, hear our prayer. The place is shaken. Get filled with the Spirit again. Some of us need to be freshly filled again. Amen. Maybe you've gone through some stuff. Do you need to be filled fresh again with the fire of God? You guys all still here? We're having fun? Okay, so this is what I want to do. I want us all to pray. If you guys can stand up. Can I get Tiffany up here? Sorry, Tiffany. I know I didn't ask you to, and I know, uh, uh, but would you, please? <laughs> Thanks, Tiffany. You're the best. So I want to do first. First, I just want to, number one, if you're a Christian, you should get baptized. I'm sorry. If you you haven't gotten baptized, you should get baptized. But if you're not a Christian, you should get saved. (laughs) And you should just realize he's really real. People speaking in Chinese, what is going on? This is real stuff. Real people being healed. God's very real. This isn't a dead religion. This is real stuff. Jesus wants to be alive and active in our lives. He wants us to have intimacy with Him. He's died for us to have communion with Him. Some of us have crazy anxieties and it's haunting us. He wants to relieve you, He wants to deliver you, He wants to set you free from that right now. You guys, yes. Some of us, I know most of the people in here, and you're all filled with the holy ghost but maybe some of us aren't. I want us all to stretch out our hands right now and we're going to ask for God to fill us again. So Lord, feel free to start playing whatever you want to if it's not even music back there. Hmm. You guys know by the way in the Bible it talks about when David would play the music the spirit of God would come. Yeah, Michael, why you got away from music? I awesome. well, number 1. I wanted to because I want her to join in, and two, it's biblical. (laughs) You guys know that there was a demon on Saul, and every time David would play the music, boom, get out (laughs) of here. Say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Say, it's mine. Say, grab it. Just grab it. Grab it. It's mine. If you believe that you've received... You shall have what you ask for. God, I thank you that you fill my life. I thank you that you're upon me. Anyone's questioning that. I want you to say, Lord, I receive your tongue to be a powerful witness. Just grab it. Say, I receive it, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for pouring it out on people right now. Father, for those that have never spoken in tongues and other languages in the yabba dabba do of your spirit, Father, I pray for your power to come on them fresh, Lord Jesus. The Bible says that they spoke and the Spirit gave them utterance. There's a place of faith when it comes to speaking in tongues. If you got the tongue, it's like. <laughs> If the guy who can heal is in you and yet you never believe that he wants to heal, you're never going to pray for somebody and you're never going to see a healing. Well, if you never open your mouth and you never talk, God's never going to fill your mouth with tongues. Is that simple? So, Lord, I just pray that you'd fill every single person in this room, Lord Jesus, with your presence. Every child of God, every saved saint, every believer. Lord, I pray for your hand to come down and touch them today, God. I pray for miracles, signs, and wonders to be breaking out of this church on another level that we've never seen. Lord, that it would be a sign to the world. That it would be a sign. Why is tongues, guys, why is tongues a sign for unbelievers? Why is it a sign for unbelievers? Because they don't understand it because there's a disconnect between them and the voice of God. And this is an opportunity to be connected to the voice of God. (laughs) Lord, I pray for miracles, signs, God, signs that point people to who you are, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the healings taking place in this church. Let's take one minute, one more minute, guys. I want you to pray for the person next to you. Just one minute, 60 seconds. Bless them right now. We're going to go, you're going to eat, your belly's going to be full, you're going to be so happy. Just one minute, because this is a moment, someone's going to get really blessed next to you, and that's a good thing. Just 60 seconds bless them right now Lord bless them right now new things Lord God Lord for the people that need deliverance from night, night things not being able to sleep bad experiences healing right now in Jesus name deliverance right now where the enemy has grabbed a hold of people we cut off the fingers in Jesus name with the sword of Christ and we throw it in the flames Father I thank you for freedom over every person Lord, I thank you for renewing of the minds of every person here, Father. I thank you for the filling of your presence. Lord, I thank you for the healings taking place. I thank you for the miracles that are happening as you walk with us, God. He He takes off the burden and the sorrow, and he gives you a garment of praise and joy. Some of you all need joy. Praise again in your life. Weeping comes in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Father, I thank you, God, for the seasons of weeping for others, and I pray, God, for the season of joy to come and to ignite into the souls, Lord God, who need liberation. The joy of the Lord is your strength. In the presence of God is the fullness of joy. Woo! The devil hates joy. So, Father, I pray that you would release it, God. I pray for I pray for joy bubbles in every person in this church. If you want to sit in this for five minutes, you can. If you got to get kids, go get kids. Because kids love to party too. But I'm going to bless you all. I'm going to invite the prayer team up here. Just because service ends doesn't mean Christianity does. I'm going to invite the prayer team up here. This should be... You'll be able to notice them by little lanyards they should be wearing. There's some over there for the prayer team. So if you're new here and you want to find someone official, they should have a name tag on. Feel free to come up and get prayer. Feel free to go get your kids. If you want to just sit in this for a little bit, sit in it for a little bit. If you've got to go, we love you so much. And I pray a blessing over all of you in Jesus' name. Amen. That that the me. Hope you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life.